Last episode was all about his teammate. This episode is all about Kentucky freshman. I don't want to call him a point guard or shooting guard. Kentucky guard Reed Shepard, who is off to one of the hottest shooting starts in the season. I mean, we'll tell you his shooting splits once we get started, but this dude is on fire. So stay tuned to hear our thoughts on Reed Shepard, his draft range, and some concerns that we have, but of course, what we like about his game. Stay tuned. Shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. And to my left, or to my right on TV, on YouTube, because I hope some guys are watching on their computer, but some are actually watching on TV. I've seen the screenshots. So to my left or to my right on your screen is my brother, James Barlow. And this episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app because you need to download the GameTime app because they have the best deals on tickets. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA. You can get $20 off your first purchase. I just thought about something. I introduced you about a month ago to the the audience, the NBA Big Board audience, but we never really talked about your credentials oh. in a sense. So you've, I mean, we've worked together, right. but you've trained quite a few guys. You've, we've trained NBA players. We've trained EuroLeague players, high school players, college players. Family men. <laughs> so somebody said family men is a hilarious insult. I don't think it's an insult. It's just being the truth. I think it's know? just kind of direct in a sense. And so tell me how you feel that your background as a trainer impacts you as a scout or how you think it helps with your, your scouting eye. Well, I feel like it helps me because uh, with certain guys, like if I have a point guard, I got a point guard that's in the the B uh, LNB Pro in France right now. So like, I've been doing this with him since he was in high school. Like, hey man, you're five ten. These are the reads you got to be able to make because these guys that are five ten that are getting paid to play basketball, like this is what they're doing. You can't just be out here shooting 38% at 5'10". Like, no, that's not going to work. You're going to be a family man just like me. So we work on efficiency, work on floaters, uh, when to throw the lob, when to throw the skip pass, making that defense, you know, react to what you do and also just having basically having all the answers. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like that kind of qualifies me because now I'm looking at certain things from, like, a, a scouting perspective I, I do that you know when I train guys and now I'm looking at when I watch film so like I've mentioned in a previous episode like Isaiah Kyer he missed an opportunity to make a pocket pass well like that's the stuff that I not only am I seeing it like on my computer but like I'm in a gym with people trying to make sure that they can read that particular play so all right just wanted to give a little background not saying that this is all nepotism that I just <laughs> was like, hey, let me get my brother. But I think if you've listened, if you're every day or you've listened, then you know that he he knows his stuff and he knows what he's talking about. So let's talk about Reed Shepard. All right. What do you like about Reed Shepard? There's a lot to like about Reed Shepard. He can shoot, for one. He's got a burner, as I would say. Uh, and the thing about, like, you can, you can tell he's been raised by basketball parents. Like, everything about his jump shot is, like, 
perfect. Like he doesn't bring the ball down. It's textbook compact it's... release. What was the saying? Beef. Balance, yeah, he, eyes, elbow. Yeah, he's he, like he the, does all of that. He's stuff. like the poster boy for beef. Yeah, and then like uh, again, shooter. He shoots at range. I think he's a very. I think he's a very good athlete, and he has great positional size at the point guard position. You think great positional size? I mean, if he's a point guard and you're six three one ninety, I'm taking that. That's not great though. What what is? Why is that not great? He's not I mean, short. But I mean, like if if he has great positional size, then what does Stefan Castle have? What is Stefan Castle? Is he a point guard or is he a shooting guard? He's, he's a combo right he's, now. To me, I think he's a point. I think he's a combo. I, I think he. I mean, I, he can play both, but I think Reed is a combo. I feel like if you turn on NBA 2K and the point guard settings are going to default to six three one ninety. That's like kind of what it is. I think Reed can play on or off the ball better than Castle. I feel like Reed is going to be a point guard at the next level. I don't. What kind don't, of point guard is he? Is the I don't think. We'll get into that, but he's not like your scoring point guard, but ultimately he's going to play point guard. He's going to guard point guards. He's going to pick up full court uh, because, again, what we like about him, he's a great defender, which you say three steals a game and a block. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a great defender. He's going to be guarding point guards. He'll probably guard some twos. Maybe. But I'm talking about I don't think he has great positional size. I think he has the positional size you want, but I wouldn't say great. To me, great positional size is like a big – Six seven six that's, eight. But those point are guard. those are ano- those are anomalies. That's not but like that's great. Being great is an anomaly. Mm, I, I'm a, I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. Not I mean, Luka Doncic has great point guard size. Is Luka a point guard or is he a he's a, a lead guard. guard? He's a point guard. We can get into the semantics all you want, but he's not six one one fifty. Yeah, he's six three. 190. If you I'd go say down, he has good size. All right, so, so what would you say? What Russell Westbrook has good size? Because those are that was Russell Westbrook's measurements coming out of. Yeah, UCLA. I think Russell Westbrook has good size for a point guard. To me, anything six four or above, I would say. How many is, six four point guards are in the NBA? I mean, shoot, Halliburton, Harden is six five, Luca six seven, Giddy. New, or, what, what is this? Gilgis Alexander, both of those guys. So you named like five guys. Well, I'm but, just, I mean, that was just quick off the top of my head. I'm just saying at six three one ninety, I'm not worried about him. Being, we, 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 we don't want to argue about, about. We can go into that all day. All right, good size. You talked about the shooting. The shooting is crazy, man. Sixty three percent from three on four attempts <laughs> per game. Sixty five percent from the floor. Sixty five, sixty three, one thousand shooting splits through seven games. Only person that is hotter right now when it comes to shooting is Casey Wallace. That's Casey that's Wallace's shootings. I think he just missed his first free throw of the year, and the season is like a month long. Casey is shooting something crazy, like sixty, fifty, ninety nine, or something like that for for the year. But no, Reed is. I think he's caught a lot of people by surprise. I I think. <laughs> Rob Dillingham, who we talked about the last episode, and Reed Shepard are better backcourt than DJ Wagner and Antonio Reeves. I would agree with that. I, I think they complement each other. They complement each other. They definitely complement. Like you could tell, like they probably run together with the second unit, and they're probably giving the first unit hell yeah. in practice. I mean, it's a great luxury to have if if you're John Calipari. But I just wonder, like, going forward, if everybody's healthy, like, which group do you close with? 
Hey man, that's why they pay Calatari all that money. Lifetime deal. So anyway, yeah, great shooter. Do you remember his dad by any chance? I I remember the name. I don't remember him in particular. I'm not too young, man. You're supposed to be a historian, man. He was like the. If I'm not mistaken, he was the most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament. If it wasn't the NCAA tournament, it was like the Final Four. He won a championship at Kentucky. He is definitely a legend in the state. And, I mean, most people knew Reed was going to Kentucky. I think people thought he was good. I mean, he definitely had, like, a very impressive resume. But he wasn't someone that a lot of people were talking about coming into the season as a first-round pick. And I think he's put himself in position to be a first-round pick. Interesting. You don't think he's a first-round pick? I don't. I don't want to say he's not a first round pick. I feel like he can be a first round pick. It's just it's a lot of guys. It's 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 a lot of like I've mentioned before, like ten through like forty could be first round picks in this draft. So like if I I would say this, if he's not a first, I don't know if he's a first round pick, but I think he's an NBA player, and I think he can start in the right situation for an NBA team. Which means you're saying that there's going to be a bunch of guys that are drafted ahead of him that he's going to outplay. They're going to be drafted ahead of him because they may be more sexier as far oh, as yeah, upside. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I 100% agree. And also, again, I'm keeping it buck with you. Like, I don't know what his upside is, but I know he can play, and I can see him playing a long time in the NBA. All right, when we return, we're going to talk a little bit more about his upside because I, I think sometimes when you see a guy – but when you hear someone labeled as having upside, you're talking about this raw athlete that can't shoot, can't dribble, but makes athletic flashes. And you say, oh, well, he has upside. And I think sometimes when a player is polished, it gets held against them in, in the scouting world. So when we return, we'll talk a little bit more about Reed Shepard and his upside. We'll talk about his draft range, best fits. I mean, I, I know Detroit needs him like right now. And then in the the last segment, we're going to talk about some concerns. And if he doesn't maximize his potential, what could be that reason? Stay tuned. Before we get into the second segment, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Game Time. And if you're asking what is Game Time, it is the best app to buy tickets especially last minute tickets game time has flash deals zone deals and they have easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area and they actually have what they call the lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection and job loss protection i had a situation and i've talked about it before if you're every day or you know about this situation but i've talked about it at length and it will always remind me of why game time is so important bought seats to a basketball game they didn't they told me it was in the lower bowl i didn't have pictures of the seats i needed to go to the game to scout i got there i was at the highest seat in the lower bowl and i was directly behind the basket total waste of my money but if they had game time in madrid where i was i would have had a view of my seat i would have known exactly where it was in the when they show you a view of your seat it's the actual arena. It's not just a, a a template arena where they're showing you seats. They actually show you the exact view from your seat. And that is why I love Game Time. And Game Time has tickets right up to the start of the event. Sometimes even an hour after it starts, they have exclusive flash deals, sponsored deals on football, basketball, baseball, hockey, 
theater and more and all you have to do is download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nba and you will get 20 dollars off your first purchase now the terms apply but just create an account and use the redeem code locked on nba you can get 20 dollars off your first purchase so download the game time app today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Once again, you're listening to the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. I'm Rafael Barlow. This is James Barlow. You said you don't know about his upside. Please explain. So, again, when I say his upside, I'm not talking about the stereotypical, like, physical upside. Because, again, I'm buying him as an athlete. Like, it may not look like it's not John Morant athletic. No, but, like, he's athletic. He has quickness to his game, and he can finish at the rim. Now, I don't expect him to be, you know, dunking on anybody anytime soon. He's not finishing above the rim, he's but not he fin- can. But he's finishing at the rim, and you'll take that because, again, he's 6'3". My question of his upside and the reason why I don't lock him in as a surefire stamp it, right at him, Sharpie first round pick, and again, that kind of doesn't matter in this particular draft. It's just that if he showed me like isolation creativity, then I would be like, okay, yeah, because everything else that checks out. And again, I'm talking about the point guard position, right? Starting point guard in most cases, you got to be able to beat switches, yeah. right? So, again, do I see that from him, or have I seen that from him? Not in particular, not right now. Maybe he has it, maybe he doesn't. That's what I would say about his like upside. But that, I mean, there's that there's stuff that he ha- may have that he hasn't shown because you know fair. Kentucky guards get they sacrifice. Yes, you know they true. sacrifice. But here's my thing, and I'm not calling you a racist by any means. Oh, I, I know I know you're not. Nah. But I always hear white players that are polished in a sense that it's used against them while if a guy is athletic and raw and can jump out the gym but he can have the worst handle ever and can't shoot you hear oh well he has upside and potential if he does this and so Mm -hmm. i think sometimes you're overthinking it because think about the guys that were drafted ahead of jaime jaquez in this year's draft because they were younger more raw and show more athletic flashes. We know Jaime could give them buckets. We know they can't check him. And, of course, you want to think way down the line like someone may be better. But I, I think it was held against Jaime in a sense that he was polished in so many areas. And older. And older. But, so, but here's my thing, though. So, like, Reed had a play against Miami. Dude was trying to pick him up full court. And he hit, rejected the screen and hit him with a simple left to right. And finish mm, like at the right, yeah. That is a great play. When it, when and if DJ Wagner is out, will we see more of that? That's what I want to know. If he shows me more of that, and again, it doesn't have you don't have to do the slip and slide, Julian Newman, all that. You don't got to do all that stuff. But Julian Newman is definitely a family man. <laughs> Yo, was that hold on? Was that meme real when he had the table out and he had like TBT NBA? OTE was that real? I don't it was know. written down on like cardboard. Please tell me they photoshopped that. I, I don't know, but I saw a hilarious tweet. It says um, he de- it says he declared for the draft. I, it was it was something like 
basically it was like he thought he was going to the he declared for the draft but the NBA or no he was drafted by I don't it was something crazy but anyway he's He's become like the he's a meme, the, the, man. the butt of jokes. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm if, not. If hey, look, I, man. Look, I've seen him play those one on one games. Man, he just he just small. Man, it's not his fault. He he's sweet. He was wilding in that video, but man, with the, with the jersey with all the crazy yeah, colors, and the internet never forgets. But he, he's what we call sweet. It's a yeah. word that we made up. He looks sweet, but he's weak at the same time. <laughs> but no, nah, I'm just shout out to I, William Booth. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. All right. So, Reed, <laughs> Reed Shepard. Reed Shepard. And, and upside. I just want to see. Look, my biggest question about him is does he have isolation creativity? And it doesn't, again, doesn't have to look like Julian Newman. But if he can turn it into, and you brought it up, and again, I don't like to do the complexion comparisons, but that was a good one with Malcolm Brogdon. Because Malcolm Brogdon isn't. Oh, we brought it up offline. Offline, I'm sorry. Malcolm Brogdon isn't the fanciest, but you know what? He gets to that right hand, and he's going to finish the left-handed Every time, and it's like he has enough. Yeah, he may not necessarily need isolation game because if he sets the screen, he's a good pull up shooter. Yes, and if the defender, the, I'm talking the about big, switches though. But even I mean, I don't think he's the guy that you're going to say, beat "Hey, beat beat the switch." Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a really really good top six or seven rotation player, a guy that complements a. You know whether it's a big point guard. Or, I, mean, I think he can play on or off the ball because I think he's a guy that if you say, all right, you're not going to be the primary on the floor right now. You're going to be the floor spacer. He can shoot off the catch. He can shoot off screens. And then you're like, all right, if, you, if you're if you going to be the ball handler, we're going to set a screen for you and get the pull-up dribble. And he's a very like high IQ ball mover. Like yeah. He collects assists, yeah. but he does things that like he'll pass the ball and then as soon as the defense shifts, he'll give it right back to the guy. Like I think he just he just knows how to play. Like yeah. he makes up for whatever. I mean, he's a good athlete, but for whatever like crazy vertical lack of vertical pop or just raw athleticism or raw individual one on one skills, he makes up for it with like a high IQ and just understanding how to play the game, which I think is important because I was just talking to a scout about the G League Ignite. And I don't want to, like, make this a knock on the Ignite. But he was like, you look at that team. They have a bunch of really talented young guys who don't know how to play the game. And he was like, with the G League, you got to know how to play because the league is getting better and better every year. When you have guys like Trey Burke, Michael Carter-Williams, Mo Harkless, you have guys that were really playing in, like, High rotation minutes just a few years ago now in the G League, so you got to know how to play. And so when I think of Reed Shepard, I think of a guy that you know that he knows how to play, and I think he brings more to the table than just being an outside shooter. Right, and again, my thing with him is if that's not who what he is, like a one-on-one guy, and that's perfectly fine, but like just looking at a list of teams who were like you could use his services, you think of Phoenix, right? Definitely. Like that would be a seamless fit. So again, if he falls to the second round or whatever, and Phoenix like takes him, like he could immediately shoot the way that these guys with Bills back being hurt, like he could potentially start for them. Yeah, in I mean, that situation. I think of like the Clippers, for example. Exactly. I think they need another shooter. I mean, every team can use a shooter. I mean, is he going to shoot sixty three percent? 
remainder of this season, Probably no. Not. But even if he drops down 20 percentage points at 43% with a guy that knows how to play, I can see a team that is ready to compete saying this is a guy that, you know, he may be able to be our third point guard, our eighth or ninth man in the rotation. Like, think about different players, but the role that Christian Brown played for Denver last year. Yeah. Where some games he got in, some games he didn't. But he was a back-end rotation player as a rookie because he had a defined skill set. And for him, that was just playing hard and being athletic. And and, he, and I think he's a, he's a much better shooter than than what he's been able to show. So I, I can see Reed Shepard helping a team in some form or fashion. It may not be every single night, but I think he right. can help a team and like I as said, a rookie. And like I, said, I think he is a he could be a situational starter. So again, if we look at Boston or any team built on two wings, he would fit as a starting point guard. So right? so what's his draft range? You said second round pick. Like j- just give me in your opinion a range for him. 20 to 35, maybe 40, depending on what you believe some of these other guys who the word of the day is upside, you know? And it means there's going to be someone. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to be in the green room. That's going to trick somebody that is raw upside. I mean, you, I, I, when I think of like those type of guys, I think of like Marquise Chris. I think of guys yeah. like that that just kind yeah. of. Stromile Swift was a high. I mean, he was just a great nah, athlete. His Ty, no, Tyrus Thomas was the one that was yeah. more so. Stromile's dunk oh, tape was vicious, though. Vicious. It, it, he, like, just ran, like disappeared. Like, I don't even remember him just, like, was he? hanging on. He's one of those guys you look up like, dang, he played eight years? But anyway, when we return, we're going to talk about some concerns about Reed Shepard. If, if he doesn't maximize his potential, if he is a player that – that doesn't, you know, find a role in, in NBA as, as a rotation guy. What could be that reason? What could be the concern? Stay tuned. As the weather gets colder and it is definitely getting chilly out. I mean, it's getting a little chilly down in the south, but if you are up north and in the Midwest, it's it's already started getting cold. But as the weather gets colder, the deals and the NFL stay hot on FanDuel right now if you are a new customer if you are a new customer you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that is $150 if your team wins and the app is very simple it is very easy to use and there is a wide wide range of betting options including spreads player props overs unders and more so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash Locked On. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL and Locked On. All right, last segment. So I had someone reach out and, and they said that they don't like the way this is worded and they think it would be better to say what is the swing skill for the player because it sounds better. And I, I disagree because... I had a team ask me a question once, and they were, I forgot who it was, but they were asking me about a player. And they're like, if you eliminate off the court stuff or injury, if this guy does not make it, what would be the reason? And I, I love that question. That's why I've brought it up in this series because it's so direct and it, it makes 
sure that you understand a player's flaws. Because I think with swing skill, you can say, well, if he doesn't shoot it well, then he can he's always not. defend. Yeah, but this is like basically saying, like, if this guy doesn't make it, what is the reason? And it could be like he can't shoot at all. Like you have to like hone in on the guy's red flags and his flaws, and you have to present them. And I love, I just love that how how direct that is. And so I kind of want this this podcast to when, when we. When I ask questions about players, I want it to be – I want to put the guys on the spot in a sense, and I, I'll do it with, with, with Leaf, I'll do it with, with Richard, and, of course, with my brother. But I want to put guys on the spot because if they're believing in a player, then I want you to be able to explain, like, this could go wrong because every draft class, there's – and depending on the draft class, sometimes it may be like five to seven guys in the first round that – don't pan out that barely see a second contract man, so it's just the nature of the business just the man. nature of the business so so for you if Reed Shepard doesn't pan out what could be the reason but okay so man it's not meant to be a, a complexion comparison right but look at the opera you should patent that I should so when Matthew Delavadova got that check from Milwaukee right Yes, because he played well for the Cavs. 3 and D point guard, about died trying to guard Steph Curry, mm -hmm. right? And when he had a lot of minutes, he wasn't – It was, the, the money didn't make sense to pay him. J.J. Barea, Minnesota. Okay, so if we sit here and said – if we sit here and said that in the right situation, Reed Shepard can start, Right. So, what if he's in the wrong situation? Because, again, you don't have control over where you're drafted, in a sense. Yeah. So, let's say he's drafted by... Let's say he's drafted by the Wizards, right? And the Wizards take Isaiah Collier in the first round. Do we get to see where Reed Shepard is effective? So, you, they could potentially have Collier, <laughs> Jordan Poole, and Reed Shepard. <laughs> so if he's in the wrong situation, he could, it could not work out for him, no matter how well he shoots yeah. or how well he defends. Because ultimately, guys who are very good defenders who shoot the ball well, they don't always get those opportunities on bad teams because bad teams are either could be trying to stay bad or they're mm -hmm. trying to give upside guys more opportunities to score. Like does, does that, that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I think for me, and it's just being as as direct as possible i think if he doesn't like make it or succeed it's because someone say well he's not a natural point or not like an nba level point guard and he may be too small to be a two and so a team could look at him as being a a tweener on the negative side and i think that could be a not necessarily saying it's a possibility, but that could be something to where some teams may say, like, we want our twos to be this size and we want our points, our point guards to be guys that that collapse the paint and basically get a put a lot of pressure on the rim. So I think that could be a, a, a reason. I think, uh, I mean, because you look at a guy and not to steal my brother's word, complexion comparison, like you wonder, like, why didn't Jimmer make it? Jimmer was phenomenal in college. Like, why didn't he make it? So you always have to wonder, like, because it's, it's always possible. And, and I know people don't like to hear that. I know people think that 
everybody people don't believe everybody's gonna make it, but everybody does not. Make it's, it. it's it's hard to say why some guys didn't make it. I will say, I I'm gonna double down on what I just said. If he's drafted to a bad team, then he might not make it. So it goes into the situation of he knows how to play basketball. He doesn't know how to hoop. So if you put him on the 22-23 Houston Rockets. Where does he look good at? He's not going to he's, look good. That's what I'm saying. But now let's put him on the twenty. Well, the 23-24 uh, New Orleans Pelicans where you playing off of Zion and you playing off of Brandon Ingram. And we just need you to bring the ball up the court every now and again. Knock down open jump shots and, and and play defense like he to me is a guy that's gonna play. He's gonna be really good on a playoff team, a team that's trying to win games. You put him on a bad team, I don't think he's appreciated for what he brings to the table. All right, well that wraps up this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. We just did an episode of Reed Shepard. I'm Rafael Barlow. It's my brother James, and we are out.